الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحج أشهر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحج المبرور ليس له جزاء إلا الجنة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسبحانه وتعالى يا كرام brothers and elders <coughs> yeah in these mubarak days which are known as the days of hajj and from the time that the moon of eid was sighted the first of shawwal came in from that moment the days of hajj had commenced from one very great ibadat the ibadat of the month of ramadan ibadat of fasting ibadat of tarawih salah etc immediately it switches the mind and heart and the focus of a person to the next very great ibadat the ibadat of hajj one of the pillars of islam such a great ibadat regarding which in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that the person upon whom hajj had become compulsory and he still did not perform that compulsory ibadat of allah tabarak wa taala upon him despite being compulsory he neglected it and finally time went on and he is now leaving this world such a severe warning is sounded for this like perhaps anything else when nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says fa insha'a mata yahudiyan wa insha'a nasraniyan if he wishes rather let him die as a jew or let him die as a christian meaning his iman is in doubt the ruling is not that this person has gone out of the pale of islam but it is such a severe warning so nevertheless this is such a great ibadat such a great amal that it's compulsory upon those who have the means once a year once a lifetime once in an entire lifetime it is compulsory upon a person so alhamdulillah many people would have the opportunity of performing hajj perhaps have already performed would still perform so those are the fortunate ones who will go to baitullah but there are certain lessons of hajj which apply to everybody the lessons that we can take while we are sitting here and we can also gain those great benefits of applying those lessons in our lives so in comes to the aspect of hajj in one ayat of the quran sharif allah taala says that faman farada fihinna alhajj fala rafasa wala fusuqa wala jidala fil hajj that a person who now has set out for hajj he is now adorned the ihram of hajj made the talbiyah come into the state of ihram so now there are certain specific things that apply to him so some things are specific to the person who is now in ihram who is a haji and allah taala says fala rafasa wala fusuqa wala jidala fil hajj there are various explanations and details in this we're not going to go into all those details that there should be no rafas one meaning of this is that any kind of evil one is a more specific meaning that in the state of ihram even that 
permissible intimacy with one's wife is also now impermissible. And wala fusuk, any kind of sin, sin is always haram. Sin is not something only haram in the state of ihram. But now that this person is in this state of ihram, this now makes him super conscious that he must now stay far away from any kind of sin. He is in a heightened state of the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. So therefore this now is a highlight for him. That if he was a little carefree previously, he wasn't too conscious, not too careful, now he has to be very careful. And then Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ When a person goes for hajj, he's already got his mind conditioned, he's going for a very great ibadat. It's a once in a lifetime farz. That farz can never be attained again. A person can go for 50 hajj thereafter, it will be nafil. That hajj which is farz happens only first time and that's the last time. So he's got one opportunity to get that farz right. Now the person is going obviously once in a lifetime journey. So his heart and mind is all conditioned. Now a person who is going for such a great ibadat and he's been told, wala jidala fil hajj. That there should be no quarreling, disputing, no fighting in Hajj. Outwardly this seems like, where is the relationship? How does this link up? Allah Ta'ala is all wise. Allah Ta'ala's hikmat is infinite. Where are we going to be able to fathom the depth of the wisdom of Allah Ta'ala with our minute understanding? So we got to just submit to it. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has said, that is it. But the lesson, nevertheless, that we can take is, that when such a great ibadat like Hajj, and the person who's going on this once in a lifetime journey, his heart and mind is already conditioned for ibadat. And he is conscious at every moment that I am on this great journey. He's being told, look, be aware, wala jidala fil hajj. No quarreling, disputing, fighting of any sort. Why? Because this is a journey. It's a, there are things which a person now is not going to be accustomed to. The timing sometimes, he's not going to get things that he had, how he had it at home. He's on a journey, the, he's going to be traveling with strangers, he's going to be having to interact with people all the time. He's going to be sometimes standing for hours in queues maybe. There are going to be so many things that are going to test his patience. He's going to be traveling with people who perhaps didn't have the opportunity to learn something that he learned in how to conduct oneself. He's going to have to tolerate that. He's going to be in a confined space with millions of people. That also brings his own test. And at every step he might be tested, his patience might be tested. So when a person's patience is tested, when everything is fine, everything is going as he wants it, then it's very nice, to, very easy to be a person of very good character. He never was tested, what character got tested? But now when everything is not going as he wants it, there are so many things going against his liking. Somebody is saying something which he's not happy about. Somebody cut the queue in front of him. Somebody did something else. And at all stages now he's being tested. And now is the time that his character is being tested. Allah Ta'ala is saying, Wala jidala fil hajj. That maintain that good akhlaq. Now that is a lesson that applies to us whether we are on hajj or not. That this is such a great ibadat Allah Ta'ala is highlighting this. That now the person went for hajj, this became his training. He'll come back, he'll live this. This is a lesson we got to know also. That Allah Ta'ala is giving us this message, this lesson, that a person has to refrain from disputes, quarrels. Sometimes there are things, disagreements, 
there are ways of how to go about addressing disagreements without losing one's dignity, without sacrificing good akhlaq. Disagreements happen, but there's a way of how to go about resolving that, without compromising on the principles of deen. So this is a lesson Allah Ta'ala is giving us, wala jidala fil hadith. Nevertheless, coming to a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi again pertaining to Hajj, where Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi mentioned the virtue, al-Hajjul Mabrur. This is a lesson, a word we are all very acquainted with, familiar with. We give people dua; they're going for Hajj. Allah Taala grant you Hajj Mabrur. What a wonderful, comprehensive dua! But have we understood what is the message in this dua? Or the person going for Hajj, what is the message Nabi Sallallahu is giving him? So al-Hajjul Mabrur. Nabi Sallallahu says that Hajj which is Mabrur. Mabrur comes from the word Bir. Bir means virtue. That Hajj which is filled with virtue. لَيْسَ لَهُ جَزَاءٌ إِلَّا الْجَنَّةِ The reward of this Hajj, the person who fills this Hajj with virtue, his compensation is Jannah. This dunya is too small, it can't encompass the reward of this. His compensation is Jannah. The Sahaba were very eager to know every fine detail that could take them close to this Jannah and take them into this Jannah. They didn't want to leave anything to their imagination. So they inquired, وَمَا بِرُّهَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ that Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa this virtue you are mentioning, virtues are so many. And it is not generally within everybody's capacity to do everything. In terms of the nawafil, in terms of the optional things, that a person does everything, it's generally not in how many a person can do everything. He can do so much, he has limitations. So what is this journey is a very, very specific time-bound journey. The days of Hajj are very, very limited. What is going to be the special virtue that has to be done in this time? And make it mabroor. Make it filled with virtue. In response, Rasulullah mentioned three things. Two are mentioned in one riwayat, another one is mentioned in the second riwayat, in another riwayat. But in total, three things, and all these three things are such, we are talking about a once in a lifetime journey. We are talking about an ibadat that can only be performed in those specific places. A person can't make tawaf anywhere else but the Baytullah. And he cannot make wukuf in Arafah and stand in Arafah except in Arafah on that specific day. Otherwise there is no other virtue for him. No significance of going even on Arafah on any other day. So this is entirely confined to that time and that space. But the virtue that Rasulullah mentions are things that can be done anywhere in the world. But it becomes such a great highlight on this journey, this once-in-a-lifetime journey. So when this becomes such a highlight in this journey, it is something that anybody, anywhere in the world can take that lesson and that message and benefit. So now the person going for Hajj, he's going to make Tawaf, he's going to make Sa'i, he's going to do all the other things of Hajj. What is the special virtue of Hajj? Nabi Islam says, it's Amut Ta'am, number one. Feeding people. Feeding. Now, where does the mind, could we have fathomed that this would be the special virtue of Hajj? But Rasulullah who has that insight into all the realities of things, he is telling us that the special virtue of this Hajj is feeding. Now, that is a lesson not just confined to Hajj. It's a highlight of Hajj. But what does this do? Now a person is living with strangers all the time, they, that his, 
interacting with people he doesn't know, one fraction of them he's familiar with. The rest of the people he doesn't know who they are, where they came from. But he's been told feed. How much? How much you can manage? Doesn't have to be a full meal. It can be one, one small bit, one date, every now and again. One sip of water you gave somebody. But what this does, it creates love. It creates mahabba. It unites hearts. It enhances that brotherhood. Now, Hajj is a place where the whole ummah has come. The delegation of the whole ummah has come. And now, across nationalities, across all kinds of barriers, people have come together in one place, one time. And Nabi Islam is saying, it's ta'am, feed. Not only, you hardly know anybody there. You know a fraction of the people. Feed. How much you can feed, whatever you can. No qualification of a very big amount. Of whatever a person can feed. But this feeding, if everybody had to do that, then everybody would be feeding everyone else. The second thing Nabi Islam says, Ifsha'us salam. Making salam common. Making salam common, unfortunately salam is dying out. One is hajj, but in our day-to-day life, such a fundamental lesson of deen, something in the Qur'an Sharif Allah Ta'ala gives us this command, إِذَا دَخَلْتُمْ بُيُوتًا فَسَلِّمُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِكُمْ تَحِيَّةً مِّنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ مُبَارَكَةً طَيِّبًا You enter your own home, make salam. The greeting from Allah Ta'ala, full of barakah, pure greeting. But salam unfortunately is dying out. So salam to be brought alive. Now hajj, a person is passing every person they, the mu'min, he's a believer, he's a Muslim brother. So to keep making salam. Now this is a highlight of hajj. This is a lesson to be brought back home. And if we didn't go for hajj to bring this alive nevertheless. To make salam common. Not just once in a while. Whether a person is familiar with, he knows if my Muslim brother, the signs of a Muslim are there, he should make salam. Otherwise, in the hadith, it is mentioned among the signs of Qiyamah. Is that a person will make salam only to the people who he knows. Meaning, he's familiar with the person. If he doesn't know the person, he can see it's my Muslim brother, he won't make salam, he'll carry on. Sign of Qiyamah. The second thing, Ifshaw salam. And the third thing, Rasulullah also mentioned, Tibul kalam. Now, this is such a lesson, again, tying up with the first message. Wala jidala fil hajj. Tibul kalam, talking in kind words, sweetening one's tongue. Now this, a person again, bearing in mind, we are talking about a once in a lifetime journey, the ibadat of hajj, a pillar of Islam. And now so many things could have gone into the mind as what are the special virtues of this great ibadat. Nabi Islam says, Tibul kalam, talking sweetly. The highlight of Hajj, that a person now has gone for Hajj, inshallah, he'll keep remembering this message and listen, he'll come back and live that. He'll talk sweetly to one and all. He'll make his tongue sweet, the tongue sweet will come from a sweet heart. He'll talk to people at home sweetly, he'll talk to others. Obviously, sweet talk has its limitations as well, its boundaries. He can't be talking to some non-mahram sweetly. But unfortunately, that is a disaster and the tragedy. That where a person should be talking very, very matter-of-fact, out of necessity to interact with a non-mahram, just purely to whatever is the need, without any kind of sweetness involved. Doesn't have to be abrupt and rude, but no sweetness involved. There he'll be very sweet. 
And where he's supposed to be kind and compassionate and sweet, with those within the home, with those it's permissible to be with, in that manner, there the person will be abrupt, he'll be rude, he'll be all kinds of, he won't have any effort to smile. This is a lesson Nabi Islam is giving us, Tribal Kalam, talking sweet words. And this is a highlight of Hajj. There's so much of detail in this, but nevertheless the time has passed, this is the message of Hajj. This is the message of Hajj. وَلَا رَفَسَ رَفَسَ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ Quarreling, disputing, Allah Ta'ala says, leave this out. Leave it out from Hajj, leave it out anywhere. And some disagreements can happen. There's a way about resolving those disagreements. Nabi Islam has given such great virtue for bringing peace, for creating unity, for bringing about mahabba, that there is no other thing perhaps that has been given such virtue. That in the hadith Nabi Islam says, the person who creates peace between people, then this is greater than all the nafil salah, all the nafil sadaqa, billions a person can give. And all the fast, the, out, throughout the year the person fasts. That reward which he can get out of this, mashallah, is tremendous. The person who creates peace between people gets a greater reward. So the person who is suppressing that anger sometimes, suppressing some emotions, just to keep peace and harmony, why won't he get rewarded? This is again to the same lesson. Tribal kalam. Wala jidal. No quarrels and disputes. The disagreements have to be resolved in an amicable manner. Allah Ta'ala loves this. This is the lesson of Hajj. Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.